professional. And me, Crystal, a professional real estate agent. And Stacy, your mortgage lady. And we're here today just to talk about what lenders look for when you shop for a home. So, uh, Stacy here. We finally got Stacy here. Honey, honey, we missed you. Yes, missed you guys. Too. Yes, honey, because we had a lot of Stacy questions. Oh, so, my okay. Gosh. Yes, you did. And, you know, our listeners out there, some of them are first time home buyers. Right. And we just wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, educate them exactly. on what to look forward to mm-hmm. when purchasing their first home. And there's mm-hmm. some people that already purchased their home, but they just wanted a little bit more about the process. Awesome. So we're just going to get right into it. Mm -hmm. So lenders, okay, what is the difference between interest rate and annual percentage rate? Because I know people get that mixed up a lot, Mm -hmm. especially me. Like I look at my credit card and be Mm -hmm. like, all right, so that's completely different with a mortgage, right? Exactly. Totally different, totally different. So the interest rate, so you're all giving a loan amount. So let's say your loan amount is you're borrowing $100,000. Well, with that loan amount, it comes with interest rate. There's a cost to borrow that $100,000. So that's your interest rate. Okay. Okay. So you can have a annual percentage rate. An annual, annual percentage rate would be the cost along with the fees um, to give you an actual interest rate. Huh. So it's the APR is, a, is what that is. So it's the cost of the fees. So if you add the cost mm-hmm. plus your discount points... Closing cost fees, that gives you your APR. Okay. So when it comes to a pre-approval, mm-hmm. so when they come to you, the client, and say, hey, what's my rate for this pre-approval? Mm-hmm. And I'm so, going to say, what's your credit? Oh, wow. Okay. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's real talk. That's real talk. <laughs> because ultimately, your credit determines what your interest rate is going to be. That is true. So if okay. you have great credit, Whatever rates on the market today is the rate we're going to offer you. And what's, what do you consider a great credit? Uh, so great credit for conventional could be a 680 or above. Okay. Uh, 660 for conventional is normally the lowest tier for conventional loans. Mm-hmm. But for FHA, it could be a 640. Mm-hmm. FHA is very lenient when it comes to credit scores. Oh, okay. Cool. And can you describe the difference between a FHA for mm-hmm. our listeners and a conventional mm-hmm. loan? Yes. So FHA loans require 3.5% down. It's a government-funded loan, so which means that um, your, your requirements or the, the investor's requirements are a little bit more detailed than it would be for a conventional buyer. Um, it's, FHA is really geared to help your customers um, buy a property, mm-hmm. um, and ma- they make sure that the property's in good condition, mm-hmm. and they give you the best backing on the property and your loan. Okay. So conventional is a little bit, little bit more lenient when it comes to what they request from their real estate agent and the appraisers. Uh-huh. So the appraisal might, they might not ask for ship paint to be repaired, wow, where right. FHA will. FHA might ask for the banisters to be stable. Mm-hmm. Conventional doesn't care about your banisters. Conventional cares that you have a roof, it's not leaking, uh, it's in sound condition, but the little minor stuff they don't really care about. Okay. So I got a question. So this is personal experience, okay. right? So mm-hmm. I had an appraiser come in my home mm-hmm. when I first purchased it, and they were, uh, the seller had to change the shower head. Now, do, like, I thought that was like a cosmetic 
Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. why did the appraiser want them to change shower head? But you know, great for me because you know, as a buyer, mm-hmm. hey, that's something I don't, I don't have to replace. So, so I think the shower head might have been leaking, maybe. Oh. So you know how it has a constant drip because mm-hmm. okay. that's wasting your water. So it must have been something wrong with that shower head because you, you could have a standard shower head, right? But it must have been something going on with the water coming out the shower head. Uh-huh. So that might have been a problem. Because I was like, okay, they want to give me a shower head. Okay, <laughs> right. that's fine. Exactly. I was going to replace it anyway. Exactly. And that's I had right. a conventional. Okay. You had yeah. a conventional too? Okay. Yeah. I don't even remember. That's why I was like, okay. Wow. And mind you, mm-hmm. this particular. Um, my my property. I didn't ask for an inspection, right. so I was just like, okay, well, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's more bonus exactly. points for me. Exactly, you know? thank you. But um, so number two, mm-hmm. yeah, let's go back. Matter of fact, I I have another question about that. Yeah. So 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 part two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, about that the interest rate versus the annual percentage rate. Mm-hmm. So okay, so you said that you know based upon their credit mm-hmm. report and the credit. Um, score that whatever the market rate is at that time. So how long is that pre-approval good mm-hmm. for um, when it's predetermined interest rate? Mm-hmm. Like what, when does mm-hmm. it expire? Pretty much. So a credit a, a pre-approval lasts for thirty days, oh, but a credit report lasts for uh, three days, months. Right? right, three oh, months. Uh-huh. Okay. Three months. Uh huh. Now. We say 30 days because we want to make sure that you didn't go out and do any shopping. Mm-hmm. Oh, You're not applying yeah. for all these mortgages at one time. Credit cards. So, yeah. So, we want to make sure every 30 days you're doing right. We're not repulling your credit. We may do a soft pull, mm-hmm. which doesn't affect you at all. Or we just, you know, we'll contact the credit bureau and say, did, did anything happen differently on this person's credit? Mm-hmm. And we'll extend it up until three months. But three months is a standard time that any mortgage company can use a credit report. It expires after three months. Oh, wow. And then you have to repull the credit. So, like, when you do a new construction, mm-hmm. we pull it. I don't pull it again until I get close to the closing date because I... Because nor- normally new construction takes about six months. Right, yeah. So, it's only good for half of that time. Oh. So, you God. have to repull the credit. That's something I didn't know that. I didn't know, no. especially for a new construction. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like a different ball game, you know, like, oh, you know, we're more lenient because it's a new house, you know. No, yeah, that's right. So no, it's, it's the same so, thing. It's the yeah, same, same thing. thing. Yeah, still have to report it. Hmm. Okay. So the next question would be because I know you answered about the credit score. Mm-hmm. How much income do I need or a client need to qualify to purchase for a house? Well, that's a good question. That's a very broad question. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I don't know how much income you make. Your income and your debt determines how much house you can purchase. Right. Yes. Yeah, so if you don't have a lot of debt and you have a lot of income, you can qualify for a lot of house. Mm-hmm. Um, every program has a limit. Like, so FHA would say you can go up to 55% on your debt ratio. Right. In conventional, you can only go up to 45% of your debt ratio. Mm-hmm. So it depends on how much debt and income you have to determine what that number would be. So that's right. a case-by-case basis. Right. Oh, nice. So, alright. So I know. I'm going to throw one out there for mm-hmm. you. So I, I experienced this in the insurance industry, mm-hmm. you know, when I used to be in customer service right. for, uh, I ain't going to tell you all the company because okay. I don't want nobody looking me up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was in that uh, customer service, I always got this question. Uh-oh. Hey, why is my insurance amount 
mm-hmm. higher than I don't know my next door neighbor. We got the same car, mm-hmm. we live in the same house, we in the same neighborhood. What do you like? What is your experience with that? Like, what do you well, tell them? I tell people when it comes to insurances, insurance companies um, price in waves. So one day, uh, let's say um, Liberty Mutual might be the best, the lowest mm-hmm. this month. Next month, Liberty Mutual might be high because they, prime example for me, um, the insurance company I'm with, USAA, I always pay $229 a month mm-hmm. for my car insurance. The next month, I get a bill for $559 Whoa. a month. Right. So I call them. They are revamping their system and I had to pay for it. Wow. Really? For three months, they kept saying they're adjusting it. So they finally adjusted last month, and now my insurance is now um, $339 a month. I said, okay, because everybody was giving me that same quote. Right. But but they gave me back some of my money, not all of it, but I got a lot of it back. But that's how insurance companies come. One day, they're perfect, and next day, they start adjusting. So so you have to do your homework. That's why I tell people to always shop for three insurance companies. Right. And that's the same with the segue. And you don't have to stay. Yeah. And you don't have to stay with the insurance company. When things change, you change. Exactly. And that was pretty much my segue, like, for mortgages, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So when a client comes up to you and says, hey, how come I'm not approved for... $400,000. $400,000. My neighbor was approved for $400,000. We have the same exact credit score. Mm-hmm. We got the same job. Mm-hmm. So what factors could have prevented mm-hmm. them from getting that $400,000 well, like their neighbor? Because I don't know what kind of debt. Your neighbor might not have any debt. Mm-hmm. You may have a bunch of student loans out there. You may have car notes out there. Your debt determines how much you really qualify for. So if you guys make the same amount, Somewhere down the line, you have some more debt than your neighbor does. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I try to tell clients that. Yeah. Like, well, listen. Exactly. You know, he, your neighbor is married. You're, you're single. Right. You exactly. know, that's different. Mm-hmm. You know, not two incomes coming in. Um, and then on top of that, like you said, debt. Do you? How much student debt do you have? Right. Exactly. Did they play it smart and you know pay it as they were in school? Right. Did they have like a work study type mm-hmm. program or whatever. Yeah. So it's a lot of factors that can key into that. Just because you have the same job and car does not mean you guys. Exactly. You can get the same loan amount exactly. for a mortgage. For like a I have a car. I have a car loan. Your neighbor has a car loan. Her car loan is $250. Mm-hmm. And your car loan is $550. There's mm-hmm. a big difference. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That was good. That, that was good. good. I like that breakdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm trying to see because like, so, you already really talked about that the credit score and how much to qualify for purchasing a home. Now, I guess this kind of goes with the last question Crystal asked. How much should a buyer uh, save for a down payment plus closing costs? Like, what's the roundabout? Um, so, for FHA loan, you're, so it's a case by case, state by state situation. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in the state of, in Philadelphia, let's just say, closing costs in Philadelphia is normally six percent of oh, the purchase okay. price, right? Mm-hmm. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, FHA, their down payment is three point five percent, but you have your closing costs. Closing costs in Philadelphia is normally six percent. Mm-hmm. That's what you really need. In Delaware, a little different. So, closing costs in Delaware might be four, four and a half percent for first-time home buyer. Um, and our down payment for FHA will be 3.5%. So 
So it depends on what state you live in that determines what your closing cost is really going to be. That's Jersey's closing cost is really cheap. Oh, really? Really cheap. I'm not sure. It's much cheaper than ours. <laughs> really? But, they're high, but their taxes are super, super high. So, right? <laughs> I, heard, I heard in New Jersey yeah. their property taxes are yeah. like astronomical. Yeah, exactly. like, and, but the, house, yeah. the houses themselves are like let's Same say price. a three-barrel yeah. two. Like I saw one, it was like a three-barrel mm-hmm. two. A bad situation. It was only like one hundred and fifty thousand. Like that's it. Yeah. This is a nice house. But then when I saw the taxes, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that's yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. why. But um, okay, so how so, much assistant can a FHA uh, and conventional mm-hmm. can get for seller assist? Mm-hmm. So FHA, Ooh. you can get up to six percent towards your closing costs, mm-hmm. um, and conventional is up to three percent towards your closing costs. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's and that's. Aside from like other state or county programs right. they may have mm-hmm. in the area. If you qualify for the county programs or state programs, that's additional money you can get to go towards your closing costs and or down payment. Right. So you guys, you heard that, right? So there's programs out there that will help you with your down payment assistance and closing costs. Mm-hmm. So don't don't discount, you know, yourself from trying to get pre-approved for a mortgage because it can happen. You know, you never know what can happen. All you can do is try. That's yeah. right. That's all you can do is try. So we just want to encourage you guys to, um, you know, just step out on faith and, you know, go for what you want. If you want that house, honey, do what you got to do. You know what you got to do, you know. That's we right. don't really have to tell you the basic <laughs> exactly. stuff, you know. Exactly. You know you got to get your credit right. But, you know, that's a whole nother episode right? Um, when we talk about that. Now, all right, so we're going to give you some, we're going to throw some scenarios at Uh-oh. you. Okay, because I just Uh-oh. want people to like relate. Like, I don't know, I still can't get a house. Like, for example, like, let's say a client, they were in a, you know, nasty divorce situation, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody had to have the house. It was a foreclosed situation. Mm-hmm. And so now it's on their credit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So how many years should they wait to... To try to purchase another home after that one mm-hmm. foreclosed. Let's say it was like three years ago. Okay. So a foreclosure is uh, two years after foreclosure. Oh, you okay. can purchase a new house. Um, if it was a, I'm just trying to say, short sale. Short sale is three years. Mm-hmm. And what's after? the difference between that? Foreclosure and short mm-hmm. sale. So a short sale is you sold the house for less than it was Let's see your principal balance. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you owe three hundred thousand and you sold it to someone for two hundred fifty thousand, that's okay. a short sale. Oh, foreclosure okay. is you just here's the keys. I don't want the house no more. Oh, walk wow. You walk okay. away from the house altogether. Um, it's crazy as backwards, right? So yeah, know, right? isn't that crazy? Um, if you did a if you did a um, bankruptcy for okay. Chapter Seven, it's two years after bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Oh. If you do a chapter thirteen, you can do one day out of chapter thirteen. Really? Wow. One day, one day out of chapter. You can even do um, purchase a house while you're in chapter thirteen, the last year. So you can do that. You can do that also. So why is that? Why? Why? Well, chapter thirteen, you're making payments all along. But remember, oh. the judge has to approve it. Right, right. He has to be like, okay. He, sometimes they'll say that's too much house. You can't. We're not. They're not gonna allow Good. you to buy that much house. Right. But you can buy a house while you're in a thirteen. 
Yeah, okay, because mm-hmm. I truly didn't know that because yeah. you know now when I come across a client, I'm gonna be like, well, listen, mm-hmm. I know a person, Stacy, mm-hmm. <laughs> the mortgage she, lady, the mortgage <laughs> lady, <laughs> honey, for you, honey, she can figure it out with with you, okay? Because mm-hmm. we don't want you to go out there and destitute. You know, people they they start all over. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to start all, start over, all over and start fresh, start your new life. And that's great that you know, you know, Stacy mentioned that because now it's like you don't have to wait ten years like what they used yeah. to say. Like I used oh, to hear no, no, you, yeah, had, to you had to wait day, ten yeah, years day, yeah. before you can even make a move. Exactly, that was back so, in the day. Not no, not any longer. How right. important is employment? So, what oh, are you looking okay. for okay. if someone just got a new job? Mm-hmm. Also. How is that important in nursing? Mm-hmm. Because I know you just did a, um, a loan for my daughter, mm-hmm. and she only was working as a nurse for like what mm-hmm. three months. Yeah. So, what are you looking for for as employment of just someone that's a non-medical mm-hmm. field person? So, if the uh, situation, your daughter, you should graduate from college. Congratulations, mm-hmm. mom! Yes. Yes. <laughs> And got her first job as a nurse. That's yes. awesome, right? Okay. So, in that situation, she only has like a three-month work history, maybe. Mm-hmm. But she can send me a copy of her transcripts and her diploma, her degree. And that substitutes for her two-year work history. She was in school. Right. So, that's how we're able to use um, her new job. Her, she, the transcript mm-hmm. and the diploma along for a new job just to just a welcome to whatever hospital mm-hmm. right. letter okay and you you're pre-approved you're approved and someone that's non-medical field a non-nurse how many months do they have to be so in if you're job? not in medical then you have to be on your, you have to be in the same line of work for two years okay so you can't be a cook mm-hmm. and then next week Turn around and be a truck driver. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you know I have a customer like that right now. Actually, really? I've been helping him forever. Oh, right. Oh my god. He worked at the hospital as a cook. Uh-huh. Calls me. Was there forever, right? Ever. Right. Calls me. Hey, I got a new job. I got a promotion. I'm ready. I said, What you doing now? I'm driving a truck. Oh no. Making more money. Making more money. <laughs> but you cannot so use now, that oh, wow. all this time we waited. He got his credit scores up good. Seven hundred credit scores. He's wow. ready. But. Two different lines of work. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. So now I have another customer. She was a driver for a school bus. Right. And now she's a driver for FedEx. But she's still a driver. Right. So that works for her. Right. Oh, so as long as they are in the same same career, same line of work, they Mm -hmm. can still switch from one employer Mm -hmm. appointment to another, but as long as the same line. Okay. You can't be a cook and then turn around and be a truck driver. That's two different fields. So if you stay in the same field, Uh you're fine. If you get a promotion, you're still same same line of work. So let's say you were a graphic designer and now you're architect. Okay. Same line of work. Right. So that's fine. Okay. That's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what about like somebody like um, I'm just going to use this me example again, insurance, right? Mm-hmm. So I was a customer service mm-hmm. representative, and then I got promoted to like a compliance analyst. Mm-hmm. But you're still in insurance. That is true. So it's her title. Your insurance yeah. customer service rep. Now your insurance compliance analyst. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. You see what that I'm makes saying? sense. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So okay. you're still in the same amount of work. It's right. wording. Wording is everything. Right. Wording is everything. Now back to the student loans. Oh Lord. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Since Lord. we're, we're oh, talking me. about student oh, loans, Lord. right? Mm-hmm. 
because I know there's some listeners out there, like, they're like, well, listen, I got over $100,000 in student loans. Man, I probably don't even qualify to even be considered for pre-approval right. for a mortgage. So mm-hmm. how does that work? Do, do they have to have a certain amount? Or? Right. Well, that's a very, very, very good question. And it's the biggest concern that I have with my clients. Mm. So a lot of clients have student loans that's $100,000 or higher, especially if they're in the medical field. Their student right. loans are really high, right? That's when I need to get, get my customers to a 660 score or higher to go okay. conventional. Mm-hmm. Because conventional will go off of the income-based payment um, opposed to going off the actual dollar amount. Right, right? balance. So okay. you can do an income-based payment mm-hmm. or... If you're still in school, sometimes the payments are still zero. Right. If that number is on a credit report as zero, that's the number we're using. Oh, wow. Okay. If it has no number there and you can't provide me a letter of a payment, I have to use 5%. Wow. 0.5%. 0.5%. So, yeah. So, it's a difference. So, that's why I tell people you need to go income-based real fast. Right. Because majority of times, you won't qualify. Exactly. Now, on the other hand, FHA... No matter if you're in school or not, mm-hmm. they want 1% of the loan amount. So, if mm-hmm. you have $100,000 in student loans, right. I'm calculating $1,000 as a monthly debt for you. Ooh, wow. $1,000 as a monthly debt. Wow. That's why it really pays to go conventional. Conventional, right. Conventional works out well when it comes to student loans. Now, if you have small student loans, like $6,000, $7,000, right. that's fine. Mm-hmm. But when you have the $100,000 or $55,000, right. it makes a big, big difference. Wow. So mm-hmm. it's just safe to say, as far as mortgage programs for mm-hmm. a student, their best bet is to do conventional, mm-hmm. to go to the conventional route rather than the right. first time exactly. home buyers. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. And people think, oh, I don't have 5% down for conventional. Conventional has a 3% program for first time home buyers. Even more. Okay. I love that so, number. Yeah. I see 3%, I'm like, oh. Yeah, so 3% down. to the table. Right, right. 3% <laughs> t- down and opposed to 5%. Because 5% is hard to come up with when yeah. you're a first time home buyer. So 3% down. Um, and we use a, the income based program for student loans. Mm-hmm. It makes it much more easier for customers to buy a house. Right. Can yeah. you discuss or explain to our listeners? The difference between an MIP, mortgage insurance premium, mm-hmm. that is attached to FHA, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a PMI, mm-hmm. which is attached to a conventional, mm-hmm, what's mm-hmm. the two, and how can they get rid of the PMI? Okay. Good question. You guys got a lot okay, of questions. Because listen, this is like, some I get stuff. this all That's the right time. Right out my alley, like, whoa. Listen, I get this, these questions I'm in my time. glory right now. Like, this is some good questions. Good stuff. So, FHA has mortgage insurance, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot get rid of FHA, I'm sorry, mortgage insurance off of FHA loans. It stays with the loan for the life of the loan. Oh, wow. So, you cannot, you can never remove it. Mm-hmm. Um, they started that maybe almost four years ago now. Before it was like if you get to a certain dollar amount, right. it comes off, it right? Comes right. Off, right? Not anymore. As long as you have an FHA loan, not, no matter how big or how small it is, you're going to have mortgage insurance, right? Wow. That's it. Conventional says, uh, and so I tell people like that, you can start off with FHA, right? And then refinance out. Okay. When you got 20% worth of equity mm-hmm. in there, refinance out and go conventional. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're stuck in FHA. Go FHA route to get in the house with a low down payment. And then when you get some equity in there, switch out. That's mm-hmm. a good idea. Yeah, you know what I mean? So you're not stuck there forever. Right. Now, conventional, on the other hand, 
Um, if you come in with 20% worth of equity, um, then you don't have mortgage insurance at all. Or you can buy your mortgage insurance out. Really? Yeah, you can buy your, oh. you don't have to have mortgage. Now it's very costly. Yeah. Okay. Um, How many points? Do uh, you know? Well, it's a, it could be it could be a higher interest rate, not really so much points, right? Because right. right, higher interest rate, or sometimes you might pay like additional four or five thousand dollars to to get rid of mortgage insurance. So it's a cost depending on the loan size. Okay. Right. Okay. Um. Or um, like I tell people, like wait till you get twenty percent. Um. Whether you put twenty percent down, or you contribute that much in, or the neighborhood has increased. Right. So let's say you bought new in new construction. You're in the first phase, okay. right? You know the second phase is coming, and uh, when the second phase coming comes, your value is going up. Right. So you there's your twenty percent right there. Now mind you, with new construction, you already put down like fifteen thousand, fifteen thousand dollars already. Right. Okay. Wow. So when you put that much money down, you're probably already at twenty percent or really shy from it. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it's going to. So it, it does help. So, okay. So the FHA, okay. So you're saying first time home buyer, they're coming with FHA, mm-hmm. right? And then you said the refinance it down, you know, as far as their refinance their, out of it, mm-hmm. out of it, the mm-hmm. PMI, right? Um, with the conventional, mm-hmm. get, try to go for a conventional, right? Now, how long should they wait to do a refi, a refinance from the per from the purchase of the home to? To the uh, refinancing. Um, so you can wait. Well, it depends on how much you put in. It just depends on what the neighborhood's going for and how much you put in yourself. Okay. So sometimes a refinance. I mean, to refinance, you could, if the equity's there already, you could refinance within six months. Oh. Um, so if you if you want to do a cash out refi, because mm-hmm. you can do a cash out refi, you have to wait one year okay. to get cash out. But if you want to do rate and term, you can pretty much refi within the next 30 days or less. Okay. okay. Just rate and term. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but cash out um, is different. Right. Okay. Awesome. Great. Well, you know what? Those are all the questions that I have for well, Stacy. I know yeah. it's going to be a part two. Oh, okay. Because, you know, we be like, well, we got to cut this down, you know what I'm saying? Because so, I don't want to lose our listeners. Um, for you know, too long, but thank you so much, Stacey. No, yes. it was awesome. Great I questions, mean, great okay. questions. Okay, because you know, we're gonna come with the we're gonna come with the hard hitters next oh, time. Because I, I, I know our listeners out there are gonna want to know, like, hey, you know what? She didn't, t- I need her to touch more on this, right? So, if y'all think, um, Stacey or I or Crystal need to address something that you want to understand, just hit us up by email at homes. And A N D loans920 at gmail.com. And you know, just submit something. We might even put it on the air, you know. Or you can um leave us a voice message on the anchor on the anchor app platform. Mm-hmm. And what we do the next episode, we will play your message as well as answer it. Um, also, you can hit us up on Instagram. My Instagram is P-S underscore Crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-G at Instagram. All right, yes. And Stacey, where can they locate you on, on IG? Um, on Instagram, I am Stacy S-T-A-C-Y, no E, underscore Mortgage Lady. 
So that's Stacy S T A C Y underscore mortgage lady. Yes, and that's and if you have a Stacy question, that's the that's, <laughs> that's the person you need to go to. Okay, if there's anything mortgage yes. related, lending related, y'all need to go to Stacy. And like I said, we'll um we'll put on the air because like one of those questions a lot of people are asking. And you can catch me, Tierra, at Tierra T I A R A underscore Real Pro, which is R E A L P R O, and you can direct message me, and I will also keep you guys updated on you know what's out there, and also keep you updated on the podcast as well. So that's it, you guys. Yes. So and until listen, next time, and listen every Wednesday. Yes. Every Wednesday we'll oh, yes. have a new episode. Eleven a.m. Yep, on 11 a.m. on our Anchor platform, or you can just go to one of our um, Instagram page. Spotify. Yep, Spotify. 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 Spotify.